Oh, my God. <gasps> no, and then Candy says, I thought you liked me dirty. Oh, my God, you're so right. <laughs> oh, how did I forget that? Because that is the statement that launched a thousand ships. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm Melody Carlisle. And I'm Sabrina Bradley. And this is Heaving Bosoms. the podcast where best friends recap romance novels and other kissing media that makes us swoon, snark, and refills our cups. Whether you've read the book or are coming in blind, we'll lay bare every delicious scene and revel in the tropes and subgenres that make romance amazing. All right, listener, strap in and strap on. Headphones are highly recommended. Sabrina. Well, hello. Long time no see. It's been a minute since we've spoken. Quite literally. <laughs> we just finished recording part one and we're going to go straight into part two, which means that Sabrina gets to finally tell her story because I did stop her because of the rules of burlesque in our last episode. The rules of burlesque is always leave them wanting more, Sabrina. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Fair. Well, it's because, so, okay. This is weird because I know that they're all going to be listening to this on, like, with a week in between. Way later. And, like, we're. <laughs> I know. Anyway. We're in a time warp. No, Sabrina is looking into the next 30 days. And it's kind of like this <sighs> this tunnel that just goes whoa 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 whoa. <laughs> Boy, Hattie, yeah, because like I'm out of town for five days next week, and then the week mm -hmm. after that I'm out of town for three days, and the week after that I'm in bed for three days, and then mm -hmm. it's just and then it's March. Yeah, <laughs> and then look, it's March now. Yeah, I'm 30 years old, and it's March. <laughs> like, yeah, whoop whoop. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> um, but because of it, I started getting really stressed out because like. You and I had our meeting and planned out our recordings this month around my mm -hmm. crazy schedule, and I figured out other things that needed to happen. And mm -hmm. um, you know how I've waxed poetic. I don't know that I've waxed poetic on pod, but I have waxed poetic to you about Sunsama. Oh, yeah. Which is an organizational tool that is especially good for people with ADHD. Uh-huh. And I pay for it because it has changed my life it like automatically connects to trello it connects to my google calendar it is one of the best investments i've ever made in my life which means i did in fact go um deeply down the rabbit hole of <laughs> deeply organizing my life you hyper focused on organizing i sure did i sure did did it you at least put bathroom breaks in there 
I sure didn't. <laughs> That'll just happen as it's necessary. I might need diapers this upcoming month, frankly. Like, like you know, so people. <laughs> I'm just going to be sitting here recording with you. And instead mm-hmm. of being like, I have to go potty, I'm just going to. Nope, you're just going to let it rip. I'm just going to let it rip. Good thing but it's winter and do. it's cold. <laughs> I'll sure have a warm crotch. <laughs> anyway, but, oh, but like, it didn't stop there, Mel. Mm-hmm. I went in and hardcore organized our Trello and I and added a ton of stuff. How much I love you for that. No, you don't even know, Mel. I probably spent like three hours just because oh I hyper fixated on it. Yep. And I just yep. and it didn't stop there, Mel. That was just the, the tip of the iceberg. Oh, boy. Because then I did. I did. <laughs> I did realize that I'd been slacking on tagging the books I've read so far this year. So I did go on Storycraft and tag as much as I could remember. (laughs) And then, and then, I went to Sansama. What? And I I literally, like, I put in my planned travel times to the places I'm going over the next month. Oh my goodness. Okay. I was like, leave for blank, leave for blank, and then said how much time I expected it to take. And then, like, I put my birthday party in there, and then I put, uh, and then, like, all of my work stuff is in there as well. And, like, uh, listener, I love you, but I'm not giving you access to my Google Calendar. But, Mel, if you sure. do go look at um, the part of my calendar that you do have access to for today, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I did keep track of every minute of today i've also started tracking how many how much time i spend reading the books for pod that's on the calendar as well because i keep track of it using sansama how much time i spend reading the book and just so i kind of because like could do that you can keep track of the time that you spend i have it running right now for recording wow and eventually it will end up on 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 the calendar um it which it's already on the calendar uh, uh, yeah the recording is recording on the calendar it, yeah but it, it will be more exact to how long we actually spent <gasps> recording <laughs> oh my goodness sabrina i've so... gone uh, like so i do the thing where when i feel a little out of control or like <laughs> overwhelmingly busy i take control where i can and sometimes oh, yeah. that means over scheduling every single thing that i do in my life Oh my God, I know so much about your life right now. <laughs> the well, and the, Although a lot the, of it just the says The funniest busy. thing, it, if, it only says busy because I share my personal calendar as, like, you can't see the details. You can just see that I'm busy at that time. So it just says, like, today it says, like, busy 8 to 8.30, busy 8.30 to 9.30, busy 9.30 to 9.45, busy 9... Like, they're all separate events. Because... I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know that I like this. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's it, it. To be fair, it's already past. It doesn't affect the future. <laughs> I just... <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes you just have to. You just gotta. Sco- you just gotta squeak out a it. little bit of control where you can. Absolutely. No, honestly, I need to track time like that more so that I can get an accurate picture of like where you're spending your time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then That's I what... try to do well, it, and then I forget. Yeah, we'll thing. we'll see how long this lasts. It's not gonna last long. 
but I am actually like super excited about like there's some things that I do looking forward want to keep as a habit, which is kind of, I think like keeping track of like how long it takes me to read a book because I've oh I completely underestimate every single time a book for totally. pod because we have to take notes right. and now I'm like okay I do need to plan for about double what mm-hmm. I expect because like every single time I do the thing where you're like I'll fit a 50 minute episode into 20 minutes yeah. it's fine it's no problem that that's not how that works my friend <laughs> that's not how time works no that's not how time, if you want to go to bed at midnight and it's 11 30 don't fucking start that next episode of daredevil my friend like don't fucking do it it's too many minutes I do it I think that I can cheat father time I know oh a lot um, of times I think I have more hours in the day it's real dumb it is honestly rude Mm-hmm. how few hours there are in the day. Yeah, and like how much sleep I need. I was just going to say, and the fact that we have to spend some of those hours sleeping. Rude. And eating. Hate it. And peeing. <gasps> God forbid you have to poop. I know. Ugh. I know. Too much time on necessities, you know? Meanwhile, when I started, by the way, I could see the fear in your eyes when I did start talking about my <laughs> obsessive organization. Like, I did see the moment of, <laughs> Oh, God. oh no! <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. My sphincters are clenched. <laughs> like I need to run away. <laughs> Never. <laughs> At least no. you be- so you benefit from it on Trello, mm-hmm. and then you get the anxiety of looking at my calendar and see what I did all day. Kinda. I mostly mm-hmm. just see gray blocks that say busy. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm busy. <laughs> yeah. She, bitch is busy. Okay. Our meeting is on there for Tuesday. Oh, I love I put that, that on there. Mm-hmm. I love yeah, that. Yeah, because I, I did track us on some Selma. Nice. And I start. appreciate it because a lot of times I don't know when it's Tuesday. So, but yeah, but now it's, it's, it's really nice it, that you know. And I, why am I like this? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I, I like it a lot. <laughs> okay. So we're getting back into this book now. Fucking speaking of people who are busy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This fucking band. This band has three weeks to turn into a band that's been playing together for three years. Like, it's kind of nuts. And look. And what's her name? Tony has all this memorization to do. Like, she has to Mm -hmm. memorize all of their songs and, like, the the arrangements Mm -hmm. that they do that makes it their song. I don't know how she's doing this, frankly. So when we come back in, the bloom has sort of come off the rose as far as, you know, the honeymoon period is concerned with their rehearsing. Mm -hmm. It's like three days in and Tiff and Kayla are at each other's throats about who comes in when. Talk about a family. These siblings are squabbling. Oh, my God. They're so mad. And Tony, like, kind of can't handle it. Like, she was a neglected only child, you know? (laughs) She's like, what's happening right now? I'm also an only child. Like, I never dealt with Mm -hmm. that. So whenever I see siblings arguing, I'm just like... Oh my god, are they ever gonna speak again? Are they and then like they're fine like 10 minutes later? I know. And I'm like, I don't understand. I know. I do not understand. <laughs> I know. So Tony is trying to be like Tony's still because of her experience with Jerry in the session earlier, where like she spoke up about something and he was like, You're fired now. 
she doesn't know like whether or not she should because she's temporary you know she doesn't know whether or not she should be like telling them what she thinks or giving suggestions about how a song should go and mm-hmm. this is one of those things where both Tiff and Kayla are like, tell her, <laughs> tell her, Tony, tell mm-hmm. her I'm right. And she's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's a mission for So finally, Lily Lily's is like, like, we're taking 15. Like, get the mm-hmm. fuck out of here. Everybody's wasting my time. And then this is where Tony and I are the same person. Because <laughs> she goes to the vending machine. <laughs> and she did look longingly at the junior mm-hmm. mints. I fucking and love she a junior mint. Did not have her wallet. She did not. That's so Sebastian also... offered her a dollar That's over her shoulder. Yeah. Oh God, so sexy. I mean, he... so sexy. Or do you jump out of your skin? She jumps I... out of her skin. She... It was a. There, it was a big it, surprise. It's a, it's a romance novel. Yeah. Her 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 pussy knew he was there. <laughs> because they do end up doing a little bit of a flirt yeah they do it's like the first time oh and then he makes a comment about how he remembers everything Mm -hmm. and she says like like what and he says well i mean the first time you let me play minx he's like the only reason you did it was for those family-sized junior mints And she was like, oh, my God, that's right. But then in her inner monologue, she's like, except my 14-year-old self didn't know this, but Seb did a big seduction on me. He was, like, Uh putting his hair behind his ear, and there was, Mm -hmm. like, a look through his lashes, and he was doing all the charm on her. Mm -hmm. And that's actually why the junior mints were just a plus. (laughs) She She was defenseless <laughs> she was defenseless against his sheer 15 and a half year old sexuality yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's but true. then then we get our first um because this is like what page like 200 this is over 200 this is like 225 yeah. or something like that we get our first like really intense moment because he looks at her mouth i can't hear you she- <clears throat> sorry hello thank you thank you so much <laughs> um sorry i was getting real low because i was real excited but apparently <laughs> i get quieter when i do that um so he looks at her mouth yeah. and she looks at his <gasps> mouth yeah and then they like make heated eye contact and then she's mm-hmm. like gotta go and so she disappears and then he steps outside the building because he's like oh my god i was flirting with her what the fuck was i doing flirting with what her is over the, the matter with me? Mints? I can't do this. And then it turns out he did, in fact, lock himself outside because he forgot to (laughs) unlock the door. And uh, this is also when Sebastian and I are the same person. Yep. It's super true. I could not possibly tell you how many times I lock myself out of things. Uh, (laughs) It's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) No, absolutely. Well, and when she's thinking about their interaction Because he's like, can I get you snacks? And she's like, you don't have to do that for me. And he says, I would do it for any of the girls. Like, that. this is sort Mm -hmm. of my role. I want to bring you snacks. I want to take care of you. I want to make sure you have what you need. And she thinks to herself. I'm the soccer mom with the SUV. That's right. Tony. Yeah. And she thinks to herself, like, when we were in the car and he was dropping me off at the hotel, I told him that I didn't need any apologies and I didn't need any explanations. And so... 
if I'm going, I got to put my money where my mouth is and start treating him like a colleague. She starts thawing towards him. Yeah. Yeah. And she knows it's dangerous. She knows. Mm -hmm. She knows her crush on him, reinvigorated crush on him is inevitable, she says. I died when she said that. I know. Dead. Like on the floor. That's not I accurate. Know. But like, oh my God. Inevitable. They are oh inevitable, God. listener. Ah. Why is that so sexy? What? Being and inevitable? Being, like the being idea faded? of being inevitable. Ah. I just, I don't know what word I just said, but they're going to be together forever and I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ah. So he locks himself out. And because of that, he starts to go around the front of the building and fucking candy pulls up with a metric fuck ton of paparazzi as if somebody tipped them off that candy was going to be here spoiler alert it's definitely candy and they had already talked about how they have to be discreet she has to be discreet if she wants this to work the nerve i know like Hmm. she says this is a like This is a great example of saying Mm. one thing, like actions speak louder than words. Candace. Yeah. Yeah. It's really true. Like, what the fuck? So he does, in fact, make it back inside. Right. Because somebody else comes out. And so he Mm -hmm. goes in and it was super cute because he walks into the fucking (laughs) studio. Uh Seb, Tiff called. I heard you were bringing snacks. She frowned at his empty hands. Where's I don't see any snacks. Why do I not see snacks, Sebby? Why Sebby no bring snacks? Kayla echoed, mimicking Tiff's baby voice. What followed was a chorus of no snacks, no snacks that brought a reluctant grin to his face. Do I look like fucking hospitality? He quipped. Yes, Seb, you have you have put yourself in the role of yeah. hospitality manager, you my friend. You said you were bringing the sliced oranges, okay? <laughs> like, where, where's the goodie bags, bud? Yeah. So he texts Jordan and he's like, hey, Candy's here with a ton of paparazzi. And Jordan's like, oh, fuck. All right. I'm going to get us a van to get the band out of there. And and like this. So the reason that they want to be discreet is because they don't want to feed into rumors that Candy and Lily are fighting and on the outs and that Candy might be replaced. I didn't understand. I didn't really either, because, like, that is what's happening. I think because they didn't want to, like, have to explain it later, maybe. So they're telling everyone it's medical leave because of her, like, an arm injury or something. Well, and to be clear, nobody knows that they're going to be doing another showcase. So, like, as far as they're concerned, the band is on hiatus as long as Candy is healing. Oh, that makes sense. I guess that's that. Okay, so so maybe that's why they don't want to be... as far as the public is... Obvious about it. They don't want rumors. Yeah, they don't want to be well, like seen at a recording studio. Uh huh. Well, guess what? Okay. As they're getting shuffled off into the van, <gasps> uh, one of the the reporters do come, oh, barreling into that alley, taking pictures, yelling questions. I can I just tell you, Mel, books like this with celebrities where they have to deal with the paparazzi make me yeah. so fucking grateful that oh, I will same. never have that level of fame. Same. I same. am a Tony. 
uh, like, I want nothing a, to do with that. I am a Tony from 16 years old <laughs> who yes. has zero interest. I, I have never wanted to be famous. Hermit. Yeah. M. Hermit. I want to just live my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Farewell. Like, mm-hmm. I like, I like being able to go to the store. Like, honestly, living in a small town where everybody mm-hmm. knows you and you will see somebody that you know every place that you go is yeah. almost too much for me. <laughs> like, yeah, I hear that. Where you like feel obligated to say hello to somebody? Oh God, and talk to them, or like make eye. Oh I mean, sometimes even making eye contact is so ha- much. Yeah, it's uh-huh. so much. It's so hard. I literally talking about my schedule for this month. I dread the thought of being roped into a conversation that I don't have time for. <laughs> They're gonna be like, "Hey, Sabrina, how are you?" And I'll be like, "Good. Got to get dog food. Bye." <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So he and Jordan are thinking about places that they can go to practice where like the paparazzi won't know them. And they're trying to think of like, like not even in Jersey. It's too close. And Mm -hmm. so Tony says, I think I have a place where we can practice. It's the factory in Philly. And he's like, "Okay, excited. I'll call around to other places, too. I know I was so happy when she just said it out loud. Well, because it means we get more Richie on page. Yes. Yes. And Richie is a respectful king. And I love him. He's a dream. We need a novella. I'm reiterating that in this episode as well. I would love that novella. My dearest. Beautiful. Zio Zio Axelrod (laughs) goddess. But yeah. Yeah. So when they go out to the van, everybody else gets into the van. And Tony, of all people, is like, let me help you get all the luggage in. Like all well, the and instruments then she and everything. Full on deer in the headlights when that fucking reporter is running yeah. down up on her. Like she freezes. Ma'am, this to the is point not the that time. He like grabs her shoulders and he's like, You gotta get in the van. <laughs> he's like, uh-huh. <laughs> Duck down, bitch. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, she's spotted and she's photographed. Uh-huh. Of course she is. They're trying but to get out of there. You can't really see her face. Like, if you don't know her. You're not going to recognize her. So, like, it ends up being fine. Well, (laughs) they show up to Lily's. They all kind of talk a little bit. And then she, Sebastian, gives her a ride back to her hotel. They sneak out of Lily's house. And then she invites him inside. Yeah. And he's, he does come inside. And then... Their eyes locked and something shifted between them. Tony could practically see the wall between them crumbling down. Much of the anger she'd been holding onto for the last eight years had mellowed into a distant disappointment. Maybe they could make it through this project without issue. Maybe they could even try to be friends again. Tony was surprised to find she wanted that. She'd missed him. Yeah. This. (laughs) Them together. That's what she misses. Just them like being around each other. Oh, it's such a big romance. It is such a big romance. Well, and so he's obviously exhausted. And she asks him like, you know, what, what exactly his role is again. And like how he got the band together and stuff. And she realizes that like, he takes care of everyone, but she doesn't think there's anybody who takes care of him. 
And she says, like, judging from what she's seen of his and Candy's relationship, like, she is not a source of solace. And so she's working out, like, some of the kinks of the plans, being like, do you want me to make that call to the factory to, you know, get us session time or studio time? And he's like, oh, my God, that would be so helpful. And after she gets off the phone with Richie, she looks over and he's sleeping in this, like, terrible chair. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's and he's too big for it, okay? He's too, he's crumpled like a pretzel. And she and so does he, she, wake, wake him up and move him to the bed and she, well, he's but, like, wake wait, me. This is my favorite thing because before she even moves him to the is bed, about- he's like, okay, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. Because she's trying to wake him up and she's like, Sebastian, <laughs> like finally. <laughs> he's like, I'm going, I'm go- yeah, yeah, I'm going. And then she's like, stand up. And then he goes, no, no, no I, you know, I'm going to get out of here. Yeah, what? what? I have a quote. Tell me. About the keys. Yes. Because it was a flirt. <laughs> so she says, this isn't a discussion. She snatched his keys from the desk and pocketed them. Yeah. Like, that'll stop me from getting them. Seb's grin was positively feral. <gasps> but then his mouth fell open and his eyes went comically wide. I... I- I didn't mean Tony laughed softly and swept his leg out from under him. Uh-huh. Sev went crashing onto his back and bounced on the mattress, air rushing out in a half laugh, half cough. Where'd you learn that move, Bennett? Uh-huh. He looked awestruck or turned on. Maybe a little turned on. <laughs> Woo! I fucking oh. love them. And so she's like, you're going to sleep because I don't want you like running off the road. And he's like, "Okay, well, wake me up in an hour. Mm -hmm. She's like, "Okay." And when that hour comes up, she looks over and she's like, he's still like he's sleeping so soundly. And also, I'm really tired. So I'm just going to like get into this bed and and set my alarm for another hour and then I'll wake him up and it'll be fine. It's a king. We're so far away from each other. And like we're grown adults and grown adults can sleep in on the same bed and it doesn't mean anything it doesn't have to mean anything <laughs> like all of this is going through her inner Mel. monologue <laughs> were you hoping the same thing that i was hoping that somebody was gonna roll Which over was that and when her alarm went off they'd be all snuggled up yeah yeah i did okay hope that. cool me too because then she does wake up and he's I gone like he's left a more. note on his pillow no i wanted the other thing to happen but this is better it's better Zio knows what we need. Yeah. Not what we want. That's right. Or Zio gives us. That's right. What we there's so many scenes like that in this book where like uh-huh. I was hoping for something else, but it would have been too fast, is what it would have like it would have been forced. Yeah. It would have been like oh Well, God, because this book is this, just so beautiful. This note is fucking amazing because it says mm-hmm. you always knew how to take care of me. I think like mm-hmm. you're an angel. Sebastian X. Uh-huh. He puts a kiss at the end. Wait, aren't X's hugs and O's kisses? Really? Yeah. I thought O was hug because you're putting your arms around someone. You cross your arms to hug somebody. Oh. And then and a then kiss. You smooch with a. With an O. It's also hugs and kisses, XOXO. Oh, <laughs> I, I just guess learned I've you been, a thing. I've been smooching on people my whole life and I didn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> you put an O? 
Wait. If you just put an X, it's a hug. Oh, I'm, I'm just, that's fine. I've been hugging on people my whole life. Wait, so when you, they thought know. You, you, you thought you'd been smooching on people your whole life? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's better. Right. That's, that's better. Right. That's better. <laughs> They're like, oh, what a, a sweet hug. And you're like, <laughs> I fucking love you. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, he does leave that. And then, so when he leaves though he is his head is racing we're in his point of view again and after waking up he has a couple of realizations one watch your sleep nobody knows him like tony does even now Mm -hmm. she can read him like the menu in a diner ah and two he realizes she still cares And like, it just, oh God. And he's also realizing, he's suddenly realizing, oh my God, wait, wait. The last thing he'd realized was that the pull he'd had toward her when they were teens hadn't been imaginary and it was even stronger now. Mm -hmm. She was a beautiful, vibrant, supremely talented, fiercely independent woman, a woman he was very much attracted to and it scared the living daylights out of him. Even scarier he thought she might be feeling a little of it too. (gasps) (gasps) It's so good. Well, cue Kayla coming over to his apartment while they're packing to go to Philadelphia. And she straight up confronts him. She's like, who the fuck is Tony to you? Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) we grew up together. Uh, Yada, yada, yada. And he's like, you're not going to tell anybody, are you? And she's like, I'm going to leave that up to you. And Antonio. She also says, I don't have to tell anybody because of the heart eyes you're constantly making at her. I mean. And he's like, oh, I need to stop that. Like, I got to cut that shit out. Now, I, there is a no frat clause yeah. in my contract. Yeah. Uh-huh. But then we jump forward, like, like what, a week or so? And... Mm-hmm. Recording in Philly is going great. It's perfect. And especially because Candy stays in New York mm-hmm. so that everyone still thinks, and it's working. The paparazzi still thinks that they're up there. They're like, are they in Jersey? Are they in New York City? Oh, right. Blah, 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 blah. And Tony is now acknowledging the fact that she, yeah, she's a deep in again and she has a big old crush on Sebastian. Absolutely. She's like, I, I cannot, I, I don't know what to do with myself, sort of. Mm-hmm. So... As they're practicing, Lily's like, this, something's not working with this new song. Because mm-hmm. they started as a cover band, and now they're actually writing their own music for their debut album. And she's like, something's not working with it. And this is another place where Tony's like, I should sit and, nope, I'm just a hired gun. Like, I should just, it's not my band. And then finally, everybody's looking at her very expectantly. And especially Lily's gaze is always like so intense and it's so powerful. Lily, Lily, I, look at me. Lily. I, Lily, Lily. Give me a, give me a, a Nordic goddess. Boy. Man. And so then finally she's like, okay, well, I think that it would be really cool to like do this in rounds. And she like shows them and tells them all like how she, they think that she thinks they should start the song. And then Lily in her Norwegian accent is just like, do it that way. <laughs> She's like, yeah, absolutely. And and Tony's just like, oh, it feel this feels so good. 
well, yeah, working with, with these collaboration. Women. Yes, it feels so <sighs> good. Well, and I know that you and I are both are very much that person. We work like I work so much better as a, some kind of team. Yeah. Like, yes. Collaboration is its own joy. Yeah. Yes. Oh, collaboration like, on its own is fulfilling. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Beautiful. So I do have to tell you about yes. one of the funniest things in this entire fucking please. book. Please, please, because, please. So we're at the vending machine again. Time for a snack break. And wow, yeah. Seb is really slacking. So right? Tony and Lily are at the drinks vending machine. And Lily confesses that she really fucking loves a Dr. Pepper, but she mm -hmm. won't have a Dr. Pepper today because if she has one today, she will have another tomorrow and then the uh -huh. day after and then it will never end. Mm -hmm. And Tony says, oh, you don't just like DP, you're mm -hmm. addicted to it. And to be clear, Mel, I did not catch I that. I didn't hear it. I was like, I did. It took me a good 15 seconds. It took me when Lily, it took, so it took me after Lily busts up laughing. It wasn't yeah. until Tony says that, oh my God, you I fucking pervert, get your mind out of the gutter. And then I was like, what was it in the gutter? So I went back to, I had to go back and reread. And then I, I was know. like, because I, in my head, I like translated it. Oh, you don't just like Dr. Dr. Pepper. Pepper. Yeah. You don't just like Dr. Pepper. I read it like four or five times. And then I went, Oh my god, it's double oh, penetration. It's, yeah. it's double <laughs> penetration. And then I was like, I do this for a living. I read romance <sighs> novels and talk I... about shit like DPing people for a living. <laughs> Today. Well, yeah. no, 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 no. Yesterday. Because yeah. I don't like I can only read pod books at certain times because sure. like I have to take notes. Mm-hmm. I literally tagged something on Tuesday with DP on Storygraph because my Storygraph tag is literally sex act DP. Uh-huh. Sex act DP. And we I did not, not catch that. We were not firing on all cylinders. I don't we think. We were not sure. We were the opposite we... of Sherlock Holmes's. We are the people that he catches because they did something stupid. <laughs> stupid yeah we're i don't know maybe we're the mycrofts i did I not know. leave i did not leave my thumbprint at the scene i left my goddamn business card oh, absolutely and the receipt with my fucking credit card <laughs> attached to it for whatever miscellaneous shit that i bought like so true. <laughs> yeah i just anyway. left a whole confession letter right there <laughs> i left a recording so they can't even like pretend that it's not my handwriting uh -huh. it is a it is a video recording of me saying i did, I did the it. thing it's i live it i live at 555 North Main Street. <laughs> My phone number is uh -huh. you can reach me at 555 <laughs> Five 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 five. Also, like, if you want to steal my identity, my social security number is. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Also, if you really want to get me on a lot of things, there was that one time I stole a pack of gum when I was eleven. Like, <laughs> I'm a multi multi time criminal. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a multi offender. offender. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh christ but no, yeah we didn't so, sherlock holmes that at all it was super cute though because tony and lily did end up having like a really good heart to heart where we find out 
Lily is mm-hmm. the one who invited Tony <gasps> to the audition. Yeah. Because she, like, <gasps> goes to Philly every once in a while when she's feeling overwhelmed by the city. And she saw her play at the Electric Unicorn. And she was like, when you did, like, this song, like, it actually moved me. And so I wrote your name down. And I I think that this carries no. particular weight. Weight? Yeah. Yeah. She did not write Tony's name down. She just knew about the bluesy musician who played at small venues. So she called a ton of venues. Or no, she had somebody else. Yeah, she had Lily Jordan's assistant. Jordan's assistant was calling all of these places looking for a bluesy musician. Uh-huh. Who likes to cover she this particular person. Uh-huh. Because she couldn't remember the location or the name of the artist. And so but she tells she tells Tony that she wrote her name down on a napkin. But then she just a lost liar. that liar. No, she lost the napkin. Oh, she did. Oh, I okay. mean, she must well. have, you know. Oh, oh, this is a headcanon. I like the headcanon where she like tells her like that. And she no, she did tell her that she te- she Google it. She told Tony I, I wrote it I, down on a napkin. And I then did she just see like, that. Oh, but oh, I, oh okay. I like the idea she was that lying? she. I I like the idea that she didn't actually <laughs> write it down on a napkin. <laughs> she was trying to save face. Mm, look at me go. Yeah, and uh-huh. I think that this holds particular weight. This this conversation and like the fact that Tony has made Lily laugh is really mm-hmm. huge because up until this point, Lily has been almost radio silent when it comes to her. They mm-hmm. don't interact. Lily doesn't seek her out. They barely talk unless, you know, it's like maybe something technical up until this point. And so Tony is standing there thinking like she's said more to me in the last five minutes than she has in the past 10 days. Mm -hmm. And like and and Lily tells her Lily tells her don't trust Candy. Mm hmm. And she said, wait, I thought you were close. And Lily says, we are close. And I care for her, but I don't trust her. And I have to be able to trust. I have to have trust, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. and then she says, I hope things work out. It wouldn't be the same without her. But I'm beginning to think. It wouldn't be the end of the world if she didn't come back. Oh. Mm. Oof. Boy. But then Yikes. it's super cute because Lily and Tony do agree to share Dr. Pepper on her last day. Yeah. To yeah. be clear, Dr. Pepper, not a DP. Not a DP. But also, I would I would not, not be mad about that scene. You know what? We could have that as a, you know, just a short story. Uh-huh. Theo, you let us know. Okay. So now... Then I have to tell you about a spoon. Tell me everything. Because Sebastian and Tony are chatting mm-hmm. and he's talking about how eclectic and eccentric and wonderful she is. And he says, kind of suits you, though. And she says, in what way? And he says, hard to figure out what's going on, but you can't stop staring. And I was like, oh. <sighs> And so this is in regards to the electric unicorn because she decides to take them out because she wants them to love Philly. She's like, I've got Mm -hmm. a lot of this is the first place I've ever had like hometown pride. 
So she's like, you know, making sure they order from all like the best local places, the hole in the wall places. Mm -hmm. And now she's taking all of them to like her bar. And Mm -hmm. he says that because the decor is like, you know, really kitschy and everything. And she's like, that is wow. That's one of the nicest things I've ever heard in my life. And they're like, they're sitting at the bar together. Everybody else is talking amongst themselves. And they're having like this moment. Um, and then like it's a flirt too. They're in the middle of a flirt. Specifically, Please. he's about to fucking tell her. Oh God, that's right. Why he left. Borden, he's about to do it. He's so close. And then guess who fucking interrupts them? Mary. Out of... This has been... Years? Ten years. It's been She has not seen her mom. She's not seen her mom since her mom shipped her off on a fucking greyhound. Yeah, and... Uh, and she says like oh wow look at my baby she's all grown up and mm-hmm. tony is so taken aback that all she can say is hi mommy and like when she said mommy i know i, I know she like regressed you know oh my god God. So they do go back into the little like green room ish thing, like yeah. supply closet slash green room because it's the electric unicorn. Yeah. And we do have a quick flashback to her when she was eight. Yeah. And she touched some of her mom's stage jewelry. Costume and, jewelry. Yeah. Yeah. And her mom. She got wrapped on the night. Wrapped. Uh huh. And told to fix her face because the venue owner doesn't want no crying babies in here. And like that flashback was just really important because like. I was not a huge fan of Mary up until this point, right? Mm hmm. But like, I didn't think she was quite as evil. Yeah. Or quite as terrible. Yes. Yeah. And then we flashback. They're in the storeroom and turns out. Her mother is there because she saw one of the pictures of Tony getting into the van and recognized her. Mm-hmm. And then and she calls Maurice what? and he confirmed that she has a gig, an ongoing gig. And then she tracked important her enough down. that she has important enough that she has minx. Yeah. By the way, Maurice is Mo. We did not say sorry. Maurice, yeah. But Mo. your friend just for context, because I did you know that Mo? Is a nickname for Maurice? Yeah. I did not. I'm, yeah. Maurice came out of far left field for me. <laughs> I was like, I love that. What I wonder what his name would have been. Moron. Momo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Momo. Oh, Momo, Momo is his full, mm-hmm. is his Christian name? <laughs> no, you know what it is? <laughs> Tell me. Moriarty. Ooh, Moriarty. I so... like that. I like it. <laughs> Yeah, so surprise, surprise, she's here to cash in on her daughter's celebrity. And she, says she needs money. And Tony has this moment where she's like, oh, my God, you're here because you need money. Say huh? it. Like, yeah. And she does. Yeah. And we, this is when we find out, Mer- like any fucking good narcissist has a completely different view 
oh, of yeah. the past. Oh yeah. Then as to what it really was. Like I'm not going to read all of the quotes, but like yeah. I highlighted the entire fucking like everything that she had to say cuz it was fucking it hurt. Yes, to read. Yeah. Because from Tony's perspective, the real perspective, like I think the 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 important thing about that flashback with the costume jewelry it, the important part for me is to show all of the ways that Mary was training Tony to have an anxious attachment style, you know, mm-hmm. because there was neglect, right? There was mm-hmm. like pawning her off as much as she possibly could so that she could mm-hmm. either gig or gamble yeah, I did not. Did you know? Did you realize that her mom was a gambler earlier in the book, or is this when no. you found? Okay, this yeah, is same. yeah. This is when we found okay. out more about her, and then when she is around her, Tony knows that like she has to stay in line, or else. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily even that she's afraid of like the physical punishment. She just idolizes her mother, and she doesn't she she doesn't want to disappoint her she doesn't want to do anything bad that would upset her Mm. and she spent so much of her childhood either making up for mary's deficiencies and like Mm. she says she walked to school by herself when she was six they moved around constantly they would like well, have and, to hide from bookies and stuff Well, and mary was like well but do you know how hard it was for me to keep you in the same school and all yeah. of these like that's her she's like i was a good mom because you got to stay you were stable and congrats Tony's like, mary sure and in what world was sure, it stable Jan. though like, yeah and like a lot of times they were living in motels that rented by the hour yeah and then yeah during all of this Mary drops the information that she is married. And then, because mm-hmm. Tony is like, I'm sorry, what? Well, she sees the giant blingy ring on her finger. And she's like, wait, yep. you're married? And she's like, yeah, he's a really nice guy. You would like him. Mm-hmm. Huh? And then, because she's already asked, she's like, well, if you don't have money, she sees Minx. And she's like, I'll just take Minx because she's mine anyway. And Tony's like, Mm -hmm. the fuck she is. And like, you're not taking the guitar. And then she's like, why don't you just pawn your fucking rings? Like, do that. And she's like, it won't be enough. Even with the rings, I'll still be short, like, you know, 20 or 30K or something. AKA, holy fuck balls. Yeah. I can't even imagine. I can't even. I I, I know this happens to people on the. Not on the regular, but this happens to people. But I literally cannot imagine through oh, something like me. this. Because, like, I could see ending up in debt like that because something catastrophic happens. Yes. Right? Medical bills or... It just happening. And, like, I just want those people Terrifying. to Terrifying. Yeah, I know. Right? Like, I, yeah. I am anxious just thinking about it. And yeah. then fucking mary drops the information that she also has a son and she does it accidentally mm-hmm. she doesn't have a son with carl she has I a different carl Mm-mm. carl's a new husband oh oh 
she had a son with somebody else, and Tony realizes that she kept him. Like, she managed to be his mom, and she's just, that's the final straw, because she's just about to hand Minx over. She's just, like, she's Mm -hmm. almost bought into the narcissist, you know, victimhood that Mary Mm -hmm. is exhibiting. And she's like, oh, this is when you leave. Like, yeah, you have to get the fuck out. And, and then Mary, Mary says that no matter her faults, she did oh. her best by Tony. And I could have reached through the pages of that book mm-hmm. and strangled her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like absolutely. God. And then she just leaves. She's like, I'll see you soon, sweet potato. And she fucks off. She, but and it's very, did in you the bar. get a sinister vibe? from yeah that, i thought I'll she was coming i thought she, i thought well especially because there was a a note dropped in that that uh what's her butt tony said something and she was like i can't believe i just said that to my mom yeah because like, like if anyone's gonna t- use that against me it's gonna be her uh-huh. and it never came back and i'm so fucking relieved that it didn't Same. come back like yeah. this is like so like listener this is essentially the last we see of her mom we find out a, yeah. like a little bit at the very end but uh where her Mom went to ask Mo to ask Tony to give back Minx so that she can have it mm-hmm. and sell it. And Mo is like, get fucked. Yeah. And calls to warn Tony. And that's it. Tony has a I moment where she's like, I kind of want to go take care of her, but also I'm fucking done. And that's I it. Can't. That's the end of that. Yeah, I can't. And that's the end. Like that. That's the entire storyline with her mom. And I was so right. fucking relieved because I thought Same. I really, I, I really did not want that to be the third act climax. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. Oh god. I didn't need a third act burglary, um, or like her leaking information to the press or whatever. Yeah. So now, when Mary leaves, Sebastian sees her like book it out of there, and he's like, "Oh shit," and. Elton, not John, is like, go, go, (laughs) go and see to her and I'll make sure that nobody like interrupts you. And Kayla's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, you need to go like make sure she's okay. So he goes back there and she's holding, she's like holding Minx against her, her chest. She's like sitting down on a little poof. He comes Mm -hmm. over and he like, there's just this devastated look on her face. And so he hugs her. And she just bursts into noisy sobs against his chest. And she says, don't think that I'm like a crier. I never cry. And he's like, yeah, I remember you crying one time (laughs) when we were kids. Mm -hmm. Like, this is obviously huge. And he goes to lock. He goes over to the door to lock it. And she says, don't leave. And he says, oh, I'm not going anywhere. Oh, God. And then they have (sighs) like this just heartbreaking conversation where Mm. she tells him maybe we can be friends someday when i figure out you and your games and he says what games i don't play games and she Mm -hmm. says everyone does at least everyone from before and he says i don't i never did Mm -hmm. and she's like why should i believe that yeah and he says why would i lie to you she says you don't, you don't lie, lie. You withhold truth. Yes. And dance around it. And like, oh, God. Because she's already like, she's just laying it all out. Yeah. She's like, I fucking can't. I can't handle that. And this. then she asks him why he left again. And he tells her this time. Turns out 
his dad is a piece of shit and his mom died of cancer and his dad blamed him for her death for no kind of reason <laughs> and he would get drunk and mm-hmm. and really abuse physically him. abusive and they got into a really physical fight that night that he left to like they almost killed each other mm-hmm. and so he fucking hit the road he had to get out of there he hits him so hard i thought the subtext was he thought he might have killed him i think he did think that yeah and then he like, watches he watches him on the floor for a second. Yeah. Because like there to be clear, listener, there are wrenches involved. Yes. And oh my God. He just stands there and watches his dad. And so this is where we start learning that Sebastian one has a really poor view of himself. Yeah. He thinks that he and his dad are the same. Right. Because of that one fucking night. And the fact that when he which if this is the only example you had growing up, of course, your immediate oh, yeah. reaction to things is going to be physical, angry reaction. But the fact that he hold, he doesn't. The fact that this is the first time he has <sighs> grown through that. Like, he's so worried even now. Like, once yeah. we learn all of this, when we're in his point of view, he's like, I just I almost like I had to clench my fist. I almost mm. like I want to strangle that. Like, and that's this is when that starts coming out. And he's like. But I won't. But that's because what my that's dad not how do. you handle things. And it's like, Sebastian, this is why you are not your dad is exactly. that you are withholding like you are like your first thought is not what you think or feel. Your first thought is what you are conditioned to think yes. and feel. Yeah. Like and then you process through that conditioning into a healthier choice. Oh, gosh. And so and he then, says that. He grabbed the money and he was like, he said that he didn't because she was like, I would have gone with you like even then. And he said, you weren't 18. He says he didn't know what Mo would do. He thought that they would like he would come after them. And she says, I don't think Mo would have noticed or even cared if I left. And the only reason he would care is if we had stolen minks. Mm -hmm. And then he says, yeah, but I, I couldn't offer you anything. Is that what you're about to read? By the way. Yeah. While they're talking in the middle of this conversation, yeah. he's kneeling in front of her. <gasps> and their Or no, they're standing and their foreheads are touching. Yeah. And he's whispering. Uh-huh. And then she brings up her hand and cups his cheek and pets it. Yeah, because she's now like, you're looking, not your dad. Looking so full other's eyes (laughs) soulfully into each other's eyes that's right yeah and and so he tells her more about like what he did like right when he left because he says i had nothing to offer you there was no way that i was going to run away with you with barely any money and no plan Mm -hmm. and he's like the only reason that i got money to go out to the west coast after a few months was because i sold drugs for a gang in pittsburgh mm-hmm. and she's like okay and then she says like but why did you never come back or reach out or anything and he's basically like i thought you were better off without me yeah he thought he was protecting her yeah what 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 are you saying and then and then we find out about the drug thing yeah. And then she kisses him, <gasps> listener. Yes. 
read. Oh wait, can I? Can I? Can uh, I read the irrevocable? Go yeah. for it. Okay. Okay. And if you don't read the part I have highlighted, I'm reading after you. Yeah. Because it was beautiful. Yeah. Oh my god, this is one of my favorite. This is one of my favorite things before that. I'm sorry, while they're talking. Yes, yes, yes. She says, you were hurting and he was a monster. But you, you were good. You are good. A tear slipped down Tony's cheek, which made Seb both irrationally angry and irrevocably hers. And I mm. just died. So Tony carted her fingers into his hair and pulled this time guiding him straight down to her mouth. Seb only had a chance to take in her closed eyes and furrowed brow before her lips pressed gently against his. It was as sweet and gentle a kiss as he'd ever had, and exactly what he'd been afraid of. Because it was her, his Nia. Somewhere in the back of his mind, Seb had always known it would be dangerous to be this close to her. It was just a press of lips, but there was so much in this kiss. The period at the end of a run-on sentence, a promise fulfilled. That's exactly what I had highlighted. So good. It's so good. And don't get me wrong. What I have a beautiful about three more pages highlighted. Yeah, that's the problem. Like, I am picking snippets. I have uh-huh. so many fucking highlights from this book. It's not even funny because, like, to be clear, listener, the prose in this book is oh. heart-stopping. It's incredible. <gasps> Seb groaned and cupped her face in his hands, cradling it as gently as he could manage. Because just like that, he was on fucking fire. Every nerve ending in his body went on high alert, fueled by the soft sounds she made. Sexy and needy and fuck. This was Nia. His Nia. I died. Yeah, it was. This is such a it's a beautiful kiss. It's a hot kiss. Like he pushes her up against the door and like they're just it is such a meaningful kiss. And then knock, knock, knock. Well, so no, 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 not quite. They pull away from kissing and she reassures him. No, she says that he's nothing like Mitch. Well, yeah. So no way. Hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's yeah. He says so that happened or yeah. So she says that anyway. Yeah. And then she says, and how do we feel about that? Uh And he says, we feel good about it. (laughs) She's like, Seb didn't know what she wanted to hear and (laughs) saying, I think I fucking love you. And I think I always have (sighs) wasn't an option. Oh, Oh. my God. Uh, And then he says, how do you feel about it? And she says, I've wanted to do that since I was 13. So, yeah, I'm good. (laughs) Much better than my high school fantasies. (laughs) And she reassures him that you're nothing like Mitch. And she explains what happened with Mary. And then they agree to cool down until after their contracts are up. Because they both have no frat clauses. And then Knock Knock and Elton Not John... Asks if she's up for playing a few songs because the regulars saw her and they really want to hear her play. And he already got them to promise no video or photography. Yeah. Oh, so she gets up there and she starts singing a song about how. Oh, yeah. She gets up there and Tiff's like, free bird. 
Uh-huh. And, and then and then Tiff hollers, she is small but mighty. <laughs> and Tony's like, Elton doesn't tolerate hecklers, do you, Elton? And he says, toss them right out on their arses. Unless, of course, they're as lovely as you are. Uh-huh. <laughs> as you miss. As you and miss. Tiff is like, ooh, I like this one. Uh-huh. I just love Tiff. She's so bubbly and fun. Yeah. And so she starts singing this song about, like falling like being in love with somebody and all the shit and then she realizes that somebody comes on stage and sebastian joins her he does an acoustic rhythm guitar like as her backup and he sings with her i just and got it's goosebumps like the most beautiful thing ever because she's mentioned before like i've missed playing with you as well Mm-hmm. And like, why don't you, why don't you play anymore? And then, then after the song, she does drop she it, does a drop some knowledge and she does let the cat out of the bag that they knew each other in high school. Well, be and, and like, because Tiff is like, oh my God, it's like you rehearsed it. And she's like, yeah, we used to play it a lot when we were kids. Mm-hmm. And they're like, <laughs> so, <Pardon? laughs> mm-hmm. so that's out of the bag. And Seb and is, like, then, not even mad about it. Seb's just, like, no, he's, shit-eating he's grin. Then yeah. Sebastian walks her home. <gasps> and Yvette, like, the perfect wing woman, uh-huh. is like, oh, I'll leave you to your privacy and goes sauntering upstairs. Uh-huh. And they had just a cute little interaction about Philly being a backwater. And mm-hmm. she's like, get fucked. Yeah. And then... They, and it's wait, obvious that on. neither of them want to like turn away from each other. Like they're both just stalling. Mm-hmm. He's got his hands deep in his pockets, <laughs> like trying mm-hmm. so hard. What chapter is this? In? And oh, so she goes to turn up the stairs, and he puts a hand on her elbow to stop her, and she's like, "This is it. This is it. He's gonna kiss me, and it's gonna happen." And then he kisses her on the cheek, and he says. I just need you to know that I am practicing a Herculean amount of restraint right now. Mm-hmm. Also, bef- like, before, before they kiss, yeah, he says, I know I don't have... Well, wait, hang on. We're going to go oh back a little God. bit. So he's telling her about how there's a rom-com she forced him to watch. Yeah. And he's like, I watch it every time it's on TV because it makes me think of you. And... It was adorable. Yeah. And then she says, what else reminded you of me? And he says, everything. He whispered, moving closer again. They were two magnets fighting a universal pull. Oh. I know I don't have the right to ask, but I mean, I know we have, I have a long way to go before you can forgive me. And then she says, I forgive you. I forgive you. You are forgiven every slight real or imagined Sebastian quick and he says trust then I have to earn that from you from everyone really and she says tonight was a good start that would be a really good start yeah mm-hmm. oh oh my yeah, god they do they do a smooch and like he does pull back no they he don't do Hercules. a smooch he kisses her on the cheek oh yeah 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 <sighs> It's so good. It's so good. So now we do have a flashback that was very, very adorable. And this is the like, so she is convincing Sebastian that he doesn't actually want to date the popular girl in school. Uh huh. And he's like, what, you think she wouldn't be into me? And she's like, 
well, I just, that's not your type. And he's like, uh-huh. okay, what's my type? And she's like, <laughs> and then she's like, he's like, well, we're going on a date on Friday. And she's like, well, I thought we were going to listen to the new Mute Math album on Friday. Yeah. And he's like, we can do both. And she's like, not if you're going to smell like Heather, what's her face? Seb grinned. What's the matter? You jealous? Antonia looked at him and Seb <gasps> thought he saw panic in her eyes before she looked away again. He wondered if there was a reason she didn't want to be alone Saturday night. Something to do with her asshole dad. Maybe you're right. He says, straightening. She's not really my type. New mute math, huh? Yep. Sounds a lot better than what I had planned anyway. I mean. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Golly. So now we're back in the studio and like they are hitting their stride. They are playing like they've been playing for a decade together and they can feel like the the euphoric energy coming out of the studio just radiating off of these women as they make music together. And he and Jordan are standing next to each other in the control room. And he's thinking to himself, like, oh, my God, I'm in love with her. Like, I didn't know it, but I think I've been in l- at least half in love with her my whole life. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I really want her to stick with the lilies but I also don't want her to because of the no frat clause. And mm-hmm. like, I want to figure out what we can be after this. And oh my God. Seb would lay the world at her oh. feet, even if it meant losing her all over again. Yeah. Oh mm. my God. And then did you catch the Twilight reference? Oh yeah, I did. Because they're like, okay, can good, we go outside good, good, good. in sunlight? I'm like, I'm a vampire now. Am I sparkling? <laughs> Kayla says. <laughs> it's the best. I fucking love it. Oh, gosh. And Beautiful. then fucking Creature of the Pink Lagoon walks in. <laughs> and Candy has decided to come down to... <laughs> <laughs> that okay i know that we are we are in the fucking second month of the year i we have our first embrace prompt for next year and it is creature from the pink lagoon my friends i'm gonna forget to write that down listener somebody remind we me we need your help oh my god <laughs> i don't know does camtopia make it <gasps> oh Fuck! Damn it! I want Tamtopia. Well, we we cannot we cannot do two from the same episode. Listen, we'll figure it out. That was last episode. The same recording session. Okay. Oh God! What is time? What is, what time? is time? We're in a wormhole. Okay. <gasps> so there. So Candy is there, and they're all like, "What the fuck are you doing?" She's wearing a black wig so that nobody will like notice her pink hair or whatever. Yeah. And. She got rid of her bodyguard in order to get a new bodyguard who wouldn't stop her from coming. And this bodyguard's like, hey, To be fair, she this is a better bodyguard. She would have come either way. So, like, I rented a minivan so that we're not as conspicuous. And, like, I did my best. And they're all like, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. And everybody is just so mad and Candy is so oblivious. She's just like taking selfies of herself in the studio 
And then oh, Seb God. has to take her phone away and be like, please do not post those. Like, what about... Why are you... Se- why are- secret recording space, bud. Yeah. Secret... Secrets. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, we're going to go to tacos. Mm-hmm. And then <sighs> Candy is just all over Seb. Yeah. She's... Like, like pushing her tits to him, against him, looking leaning at his menu. on him, looking up at him, like creep. And Candy is not Candy. Tony, why can't I not get those names straight? I think it's fine. Tony, just wow, she won't look at him because she, she doesn't know where they are. She thinks, based on this, he's actually with her, with Candy, and, and he she's like, I her. cannot believe he kissed me in the yeah. fucking storage room. Oh my god! Turns out. Yeah. Candy's down here because she fucking blew it. She went to a party where there was a bunch of pictures taken without Mm -hmm. her sling. And she's fucking partying hardy and doing all these things. And so now everyone knows. Yeah. That she's fine. But she's no she's still not playing with the lilies. Right. So like something must be afoot. Mm. And and she says it like she's so whiny about it. She's like, well, I figured since the cat's out of the bag anyway, I should be able to come down here. And mm-hmm. Kayla is just like straight to her. Actually, now all of the other bandmates are mm-hmm. just had it up to their eyeballs. Well, because they've bullshit. had an experience of a fucking guitarist who actually gives a shit. Yeah. And puts the band first. Yeah. And it is like, it is a turning point, a big turning point for Tony. Because up until this point, Tiff especially has been like, well, you know, when Candy gets back and Kayla has been the one being like, or she couldn't. (laughs) And Lily's always been very silent about it. But now that Tiff and Lily are like staring daggers at her and... Tiff is like obviously disgusted with her mm-hmm. and Lily what does Lily say to her is this where she says like did you ever were you ever serious about cleaning up your act yeah so she basically I thought I had highlighted it but so Candy's all pissed off she's like I'm not gonna sit here and let them push me out of my goddamn band yeah and Lily is like as I told you before it's up to you whether you want to be a part of us. Yeah. Entirely up to you. And it's just, she's like showing up here high on whatever you're on, showing up here and throwing your weight around as if you have any at the moment. None of that tells us that you want what's best for us. The band. The and band. Kenny looks to Seb for backup. And even he's like, Mm-mm, I'm not fucking giving you backup. And no. then every, they they all leave. They all go back to their hotel except for Candy and Seb. And like fucking Tony fucks off. She's Wait, like, I'm but, going home. But first, as they're leaving the restaurant, because like Tony leaves for a lot of that, she goes to the bathroom. So luckily she doesn't yeah. hear a lot of it. Um, mm-hmm. But as they're leaving, he like touches her elbow again. And he's like, hey, are we are we OK? And she's like, yeah, yeah, we're fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Famous last words. <laughs> and he's like, that you don't... would send me into an anxiety spiral immediately. Mean, uh-huh. I'm fine. Everything's fine. fine. Everything's fine. fine. Totally fine. Fine. And he's like, I it think doesn't fine really seem... Fine might fine. be the worst word in the English. It might be my least favorite word. Ooh. You know how people, the way people feel about moist. 
I feel yeah. about the word fine. Okay. All right. I hate the word I'm gonna fine. I'm going to control save that uh, for the future. <laughs> yeah. So like, if I'm Don't like, how are you doing? Sabrina. You're like, I'm fine. I'm immediately going to assume the worst. <laughs> Is everything okay? It's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Mm-mm. Well, no. And so he, so what does Tony say? Doesn't he ask, doesn't she, no, she says, well, I need to go back to most, my house. You should go to Candy. She needs They end you. up having the most fucking awkward, awkward conversation where Sebastian sticks his foot in his mouth and oh. is like, we're friends, right? Oh. And Tony's like, uh-huh. Yeah. We're, we're friends. friends. And then she leaves. Right. And then Candy accuses Sebastian of taking no time to replace her and asks if he's fucking Tony yet. Yeah. And he's like, she says, I'm not blind. F- mm-hmm. And he says, you need to go the fuck home and stick to the plan. And she smiles, repeats what he said and says, I heard it loud and clear. And I was like. This is what I, I like this entire book. I was like, Candy is going to sabotage it. Like Candy oh. is going to be the thing. Like she's going to implode. I, I was shocked until the very end that Candy is not the, like she did not maliciously do anything. Agreed. Yeah. Like. Absolutely. And then this is when Tony and Yvette are us. Yeah. Because they're advised. She's, they're getting advice over ice cream. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Except we would not be sharing a pint because Fuck we're lactose that. intolerant, and I'm not. And also, we're both possessive and love we, ice cream too we much. We both get our own pints or half gallons. I was really? going to say half <laughs> pint, ma'am. <laughs> and during a conversation like that, court mm, at the minimum. No. <laughs> court, yeah, exactly. And she's getting really good advice, though, because Yvette is basically like, so Tony's upset, and Yvette's like, you can't have expected him to stay pure for the last eight years. Right. Like, that, like, and ask him you what's going just, on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And like, she says, like, good advice. It's true. Yeah. Like, ask him because he how, seems like a good dude who really likes you. I love how normalized that was. I fucking hate when there's like second chance and there's just like, I can't believe you fucked somebody in the last 15 years. Yeah. I'm like, bitch, I fucked somebody last last year. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But. Then he does show up to Tony. He shows up to fucking Tony and Yvette's place. He's got his tail <laughs> and, between his legs. Mm-hmm. And to- and fucking Yvette's like, I'm just going to go into my bedroom and listen to music very loudly. <laughs> Enjoy. She's such a good friend. And then why are... I, got- I have a question for you, Mel. I would love to answer it. Before you got really into romance novels, yeah. had you ever given a second thought to the shirt style Henley? <laughs> no, I absolutely have not. I have been conditioned. Oh. And now I need to get Michael more Henleys. I I was literally what whoever my tax deductible ass is. Yeah. Or who who whoever's the uniform is Henley. Is Henley. <laughs> yeah. And cuz he he does the thing where he pops his arm his hands like on top of his head uh-huh. and his Henley rides up and she can see just the little sliver of skin and it says that she quickly finds a very interesting spot on the floor to look at Uh uh-huh (laughs) uh-huh yeah so this is when she says out loud yeah and acknowledges that her plans have changed unexpectedly Mm -hmm. because she didn't expect to love being in a band so much like she had a life plan and this was not in it and he says 
I get that. And this was a good reminder for me. Okay. Because <laughs> he says, I get that, but things don't always work out the way we plan them. Sometimes the unexpected happens. The very last thing you ever thought would happen happens, and it leads to something better. Something more than what you ever thought you could have. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I love you, Seb. And then... And then he just, like, blurts out, Candy and I aren't together. <laughs> she's like, okay. And he goes, I just wanted mm-hmm. you to know that. And mm-hmm. she says, why? And he says, Jesus, Nia. And he goes and he mm-hmm. puts his forehead against hers. And he says, I can't believe we're here like this. And she mm-hmm. says, neither can I. Tony closed her eyes and waited she didn't have to wait long. <gasps> and he then kissed they have her. a... S- oh, you're quoting. Sorry. He kissed no, her. No, don't be sorry. <laughs> he kissed her as if he'd been holding his breath since the last time. He kissed her as if he'd been as starved for her as she'd been for him. He kissed her as if his sanity were on the line too. As if he were just as hungry, hopeful, and heartsick over all the time they'd lost. Zio? I would like to note, listener. Axelrod. This is the second kiss. Yeah. On page 352. Yeah. When we say slow burn. Huh? And I'm not kidding. Loved every moment of it. Oh, it it was fucking incredible. I love, like, because you can feel here. There's there's also that the primary focus for the first half of this book was not them. Yeah. It was her mm-hmm. and the band mm-hmm. and finding footing with a mm-hmm. little bit of smattering of things. Yeah. And then we start kind of sneaking in these little things and like, oh, because I told you, you had, I think you were on like just a couple of chapters in mm-hmm. and I was halfway like, like, like there was a point when I was reading because like I was just kind of like, you know, chilling, reading for the first however long. And then it hit a point and I could not fucking put this book yeah. down. Yeah, I just the train wasn't stopping. Yeah. And it was amazing. And apparently they used to play chicken. OK, I have a question for you, Mel. This is the staring game, right? This is no chicken. That's not. Yeah. So that. Yeah, I that was my question, because what I what I think of chicken, I think of a very different game. I think of barreling toward each other until somebody turns at the last minute or you like crash together. Oh, I think of Footloose is what I think of. So in high school, we did a fun thing called chicken where you would touch each other. Oh, until one person got uncomfy, like, not uncomfy, but like, like was done with it. OK, that's the yeah, way. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was a lot of thigh touching and at high school lunchtime with the nerds and <laughs> the geeks and the emos. <laughs> And boy, howdy, mm-hmm. in the theater. Like, oh, I bet in the theater. Yeah. Um. That's what. So when I read that, because she she drops numbers. She remembers the numbers. And she's like, yeah, 142 to 136 or something. And I was like, how at, have you not been naked uh, yet? If you've played yeah, that form like, of chicken. for Because at some point, because let me tell you, the first time that person plays chicken with you. They get like a knee and you're like, okay, that's enough. 
but then you get desensitized at some at some point you're desensitized and there is a hand just on your crotch over your pants and you're like oh okay well that's happening Uh uh-huh normal (laughs) stuff over here yeah no, but and it's let just me tell the steering you, game. It would have happened. It would have happened a lot faster than 136. <laughs> yeah, <absolutely>. Oh my god! Yeah, it's just the staring game. And this time, though, she realizes that like he wants her, and so she's got new tools in her arsenal. And so she takes her hand up her neck and like down her jaw and then over her collarbones, and then she pulls them through her cleavage and he's like oh no when did you become so evil <laughs> uh-huh and then he leaves yeah so that's the end of that and yvette comes out of her bedroom with some good advice mm-hmm. about not putting her future in jeopardy over something that may not last because like this yeah. is a dream this is a great opportunity and like you don't even know if he's serious like right. so like we need to cool it a tiny bit yeah, like, do you even miss dating? When's the last time you went on a date? And Tony mm. thought about it, and she's like, oh, fuck, yeah, I don't miss... Like, I, I haven't felt the need to date. Like, I don't feel like right. I'm missing anything. Right. Like, it'd be nice, but I don't... Like, I know I want him in my life. I don't know what it looks like. Yes. And you're right. I have a dream. Right. And I'm going to chase that, because this could fuck up that. Yeah. And it was wonderful. And Yvette is just the perfect best friend. And then I just have to quote one thing Yvette said, because it was the funniest fucking thing. I love you too, chickadee. But now I need to go hose myself down. Why didn't you tell me I eat ice cream like a two-year-old? This shit's (laughs) everywhere. (laughs) It's like, Yvette, Yvette. I am in love with you. Oh, no. Oh, my God. They're so funny. So now they're in the last rehearsal before they're going to move back to New York um, before mm-hmm. the showcase. Yep. And they're killing it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just absolutely. And Richie says, like, I'm going to miss this. And Seb's like, I think we're going to ask if we can just make this our recording studio, like our home base. Mm-hmm. And, and this then- is also... He yeah. When Richie drops the knowledge that the re that she is going she's going to be buying into the factory, and Seb goes, like he suddenly realizes that's why she needed the money. Yeah. Like she needed the money for this. And yep. then y'all, he goes to find her, and she's alone, mm. playing the piano, working on a song that she's written. <sighs> And it's a song that she's been working on since they were since children. high school. And she plays the song and sings the words. And it's very clear that the song is about him. Obviously. And then I have a quote that was super fucking hot. Tony kept playing, though she hummed the melody. Perhaps she'd run out of words. Seb sure had. Mm. She looked up at him and gave him a shy smile. Seb pushed off the door and took the two steps to her at the same time Tony put the guitar down and stood. He pulled her into his arms and they crashed together, (gasps) all lips and teeth and tongues. Tony wrapped her arms around his neck and hooked one knee up over his thigh. Oh my God. Molded herself to him as Seb cradled her head in one hand, the other hand cupped around her thigh to hitch her up higher. She was desperate, making hungry little noises that made him positively feral. Hell yeah. Seb groaned. 
groaned and turned until her back hit the carpet-covered soundproofing panel on the wall. And then, my friends, there is a finger bang to save the world. Wow. <laughs> it. Oh, he like it's he they end up grinding against the locked recording studio door and it's fucking hot. Yeah. And then he fingers her. Yeah. And it's fucking hot. And then he licks her off of his fingers and it's fucking hot. <laughs> and then she gives him a hand job and it's fucking hot. It happens to be fucking hot. Did I say that it was fucking hot? I mean, it's so good. It's so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So now she's going to stay a couple of days back in Philly. Everybody else has Uh gone back to New York and he misses her. And then it's the day of the showcase and she's gotten dressed up. Oh, wait, not yet. Oh. No, yeah, no, no. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yes, oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm nodding no. I'm shaking yeah. no, but like, I'm like, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. I'm, it's, it's excited shaking. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's the day of the showcase, and she's got like, she's got like all black on, and leather pants, leather fucking pants. Oh. Everybody's really, really excited. Um, and then, like. It's yeah. Are we at them being on stage yet? I was just gonna say I really loved when they were getting ready, and Tiff and Kayla were like, "No, you look perfect. Like you don't have to do anything mm-hmm. else." Because Tony's like, "I don't know. Do I need makeup or like?" Then eh. <sighs> they're on stage. They're, on they're stage. fucking killing it. And then, hi listener, uh, cat's out of the bag. It's probably bit out of the bag. Um, the second chance we want is Lillian Candy. Yeah. Um, because I have to read or at least tell you about Please. a super fucking sexy move oh. that Lily does during the show. And this was the first like, oh, I, oh. during yes. the third song, she actually stretched out on the floor and sang the first verse back flat and long legs crossed. Tony had seen her do that before in a YouTube video. She remembered it because Candy had stood over her and played, staring down at her like she wanted to eat her. It had been incredibly erotic. Oh, my And that God. was when I went from crack ship to... <laughs> oh, 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 uh-huh. my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And, like... The way that Lily has been looking at her, even like with a very restrained, you know, even with all mm-hmm. of her restraint. Yeah. And then when she tells um, Tony that she dot, dot, dot cares for her, like, oh, I still thought it was a crack ship then, but I was shipping it. Yeah. Yes. And uh, uh, I don't know. When is it that Seb finally talks to her? It's after, right? way after in the epilogue yes yeah okay yeah that's like the very end yeah. which we're we're coming up on yeah also like, she's in like a red latex bodysuit and she's got like oh. va va voom 80s makeup like smoky oh smoky God. eye and she's also got a smoky smoky voice and she is really encouraging tony to like make this her moment 
Do you know how many IRL teen girls <laughs> would have a sexual awakening because of this band? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Roughly 76% of teen girls. Of all I, teen that's girls. My, that's my They'd be like they'd be like I'm not a lesbian. But, but <laughs> like, I've got some feelings about things. Mm-hmm. So at one point, she like has Tony take the lead vocals for a chorus and stuff. And huh. it is like, it's such this high that Tony experiences that like she ends up like kind of flubbing a little bit of guitar. And then like the band compensates for her. And Lily's like, Tony, be everyone. Like, let's give her some love. But- the crowd turns on her for that. And then the crowd turns They're on like, her. They're like, where's Candy? Yeah. But, like, flipping her the middle finger. They threw a fucking solo cup at her. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. That, uh, uh, yeah, that person what? was ejected uh, for yes, good thank reason. God. And then, but then, yeah. She yeah, fucking yeah. kills it on a song. And now everyone's well, no, no, chanting no. Wait, her. I have to say, I have to say something before that, because this is all Lily. Like, Lily comes yes, back yes, over yes. and she's like, she's like, don't let them beat you. Like, show them how much you love the music and you'll get them back on your side. And so she has her take the vocals again. And it's just perfect and wonderful. And then tell them what happened, Sabrina. And then she fucking kills it uh-huh. and is incredible and amazing. And now people are chanting her name. And this was oof. So, but not oof. This was good. Yeah. Because Tony is realizing something. So Tony shut off a part of her brain that told her she didn't want this adoration. Didn't yes. need it. In that moment, Everything that her mother had been chasing all these years made sense to her. She understood how it could become addictive, the rush, Mm -hmm. the adoration. It was frightening how right it felt to be on this stage with these women. Yes. And then it all falls apart. Well, and then, no, because they're chanting her name. She doesn't know what to do with herself or the crowd or anything. And then Tiff goes, Tony, play something. And she's like, do it. Like, yay. Like, smiling at her, doing it. And then she looks over at Seb in the wings, and he mouths butterfly to her. And so she starts playing the opening chords for butterfly. They have not practiced this, but they basically do like a one song jam session on stage in front of the entire crowd. But it's wonderful. It's grungy and just. And then she looks over again and Seven and Jordan are both like yelling at one of the record execs because YMI has been bought by these two um twin silicon valley assholes you know what i thought i pictured and i'm sorry it's perfect i pictured those twins from the social network played by army hammer that's what i pictured while these fuckholes mm. <laughs> were, were swinging their dicks mm. around so i pictured andre the mean twin as the uh <laughs> i pictured him as that uh Food critic and ratatouille. Oh my god! Oh Jesus! (laughs) (laughs) 
Anyway, so they're yelling. I know that they're twins, but the night to be clear, the nice twin did not look like that. But in my no, head, absolutely. Fully... No, he became his personality before, to you. Before before the food critic became a sweet baby angel because mm-hmm. of the ratatouille. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're fighting over there and she's like, Okay, I'm I'm glad that I, I know this song well enough that I can be distracted and still manage. And the band is like playing with her, and then there's like a crash. And somebody stumbles on stage with very pink hair. She almost knocks over some drums and Kayla has to stop playing to like catch it before it falls down. And then Tiff gets messed up and then she stops and it's like record scratch. Record scratch. Silence. And Candy comes in once again inability to read the room so oblivious. She's like, "What's up, bitches?" She's very clearly <sighs> extremely high or extremely and drunk. drunk or both. It's all of them. Yeah. And she looks at Tony and she's like, thanks <sighs> for holding my spot. And Tony looks over at Seb in the wings and she mouths, what do I do? And he just sort of sh- like horrified shrug emojis at her. Mm-hmm. And then Candy tries to take Minx out of her hands to play the rest of the set. Mm -hmm. And Tony like unplugs Minx and she's like, not today, Satan. And she fucks off the stage. Like they give Candy a guitar and it's an absolute shit show. Like there's, there's a ton of feedback and she like can't hit a single chord. It's terrible. And she's like, I'm, I'm just going to go wait in the dressing room. Like do what you can to mitigate the disaster. But yeah. then fucking Army Hammer comes over and after like more awfulness that she can see on like the closed circuit TV, mm-hmm. he comes in and he's like, get get your ass back on stage. Like grab that pointing at her guitar and get your ass back on stage. And she's like, um, I have my job is done. Like you told me I shouldn't be on stage anymore. Like, why would I do that? And he goes, well, Candy's not actually in any place to, like, play, but we needed her there for the the, the optics. optics. And then he says, oh, my God, this killed me. Like, don't make me explain how things work to you. And she's like, you can go fuck yourself. What a pretentious asshole. And he's like, who signs your checks? And so she picks up her guitar and she walks back to the stage. And then she finds out she's not actually getting on stage. They're cutting Candy's sound to everybody but Candy. And Tony is going to stand in the wings and play as I... if it's Candy playing. I, but she did it because she didn't. She Ultimately, does it for this is a, her girls. The band. Yeah. Yeah. She does it for Lily like, and Tiff and Kayla. And it's incredibly degrading. And she says, like, it was one thing to be hired as like a replacement hired gun, but it's another thing completely to be put on the sidelines and treated like a piece of equipment, like a speaker. Yeah, here. Yeah. Tony stood in the shadows, the others in oh. the light. The irony wasn't lost on her. 
She'd always dreamed of finding a way to perform while somehow retaining her anonymity. Oh, not like this. Not like this. Not stuck in the corner with the extra cables, cooler full of beer and water bottles like a piece of equipment. But Tony played. She gave the lilies everything she had left in her. Oh, my God. Like, like, (laughs) I am crying right now. I can't oh, no, Mel. <laughs> I did cry when I read that though. <laughs> like it was just so beautiful, and then it ends, oh, and because, because Sebastian, this is this is especially like poignant for me because we just had that conversation where Lily was finally like, "You're not showing us that you're here for the band. You're not. You're not doing anything that makes us think you care about us." as a band or us as people you just care about like your status and celebrity and your your place and then tony is standing there off in the shadows sacrificing her dignity Mm -hmm. for the band you know like Mm -hmm. doing this for these women knowing that she's not going to get any credit she doesn't have a job in the future like they don't owe her anything She's just doing this mm-hmm. for them because she loves them as people and as a band. And like, I don't, oh my God. And Sebastian's like, you don't have to do this. And she's like, mm-hmm. just, I'm doing it. Let me, yeah, I'm doing it. And once it's all done, Seba- she heads back to the dressing room and Sebastian is like, please wait for me. And she's like, I will. And they both know that she's lying. I will. She lied, it says. (laughs) (laughs) And like, she goes, gets her stuff and gets the fuck out of New York. Yeah. Well, she goes back to her hotel. But yeah, she gets the fuck out of the venue. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. She's ready to get the fuck out of New York. Yes. Very, very, it's (laughs) very important. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so he goes out and confronts Army Hammer. Uh-huh. And punches him right in the face. Right in the fucking face. Right in the schnoz. Mm-hmm. And Jordan's like, get out of here. I'm gonna try to fix this. Ah. Mm-hmm. And in the in the dressing room, Lily and Tiff, like, he looks at Jordan and he says, Why did we allow them to bully us into letting Candy on stage? And Lily, as they walk in the door, says, I'm wondering that too. And they have this whole conversation about like the record label's power in this situation and their their shitty contract and how they don't have control over their lineup. Really, the le- record label does, according to their it's contract. It's literally in their contract. Yeah. So for context, Jordan was not their first lawyer. The lawyer right. that they had, there was so much antiquated bullshit in there and the label has so much fucking control over them like that was shown in the outfits chosen even for the yes showcase tonight Uh because the only purpose like tiff and kayla are not dressed like in their style at all yeah Yeah. which was there was a moment that did have me cackling because kayla we haven't talked (laughs) about this but if you read the book she is a foodie she loves food more than like if she gets a book i will be i will be fascinated yeah to see who she ends up loving more than she loves food <laughs> and she's wearing a cream colored romper 
And before the show, she's just like looking longingly at this pizza <laughs> yeah, that like, she knows for a fact. I can't. She will get all over her mm. green colored rump. And she's the one who's always like in a ripped Sex Pistols t-shirt. You know, mm-hmm. like this isn't, that's not her. So then they're in the room. Lily is pissed and she's like, I'm going to talk to the twins. So she fucks off and not Candy... Yet. Not yet, she well, doesn't. Yeah, no, not quite. Not yet. Because Candy, walks Candy in. has rolled up into the fucking dressing room yeah. with a bottle of champagne. Oh my and God. Tiff is fucking done. She lays it out. Well, She's like, she you yells, are privileged. She yells like, that was incredible. What a great show. And like mm-hmm. radio silence. Yeah, go, go, go for Tiff. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to read all of the in-between, but I do want to read. Please. The, like her, what she says. Yeah. So Candy looks at her and says, if you have a problem, tell me to my face. Because mm. Tiff is basically like, what the fuck are you talking about? You are Delulu. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, what the shit? And she says, I'm not sure if you'll even understand what I'm saying, given your uh. state. But you disappointed me, Candy. You grew up with a lot more than most people get in a lifetime. You've never known what it's like to to be alone, really mm. alone, with no one to rely on, no one to stand in your corner, no one to pick you up when you fall. Mm. You've always had someone there. So I get why you think you deserve support no matter what you do. Oh. And Candy says, everyone deserves support. And oh. Tiff says, no, not everyone. The woman who strolled out on stage tonight drunk off her ass and played like shit in front of an audience that gets to decide how big and how far we go as a band, she doesn't deserve support. Mm. Not mine. Not anymore. She doesn't deserve to be a part of something as fucking awesome as this family if she doesn't appreciate it, if she hasn't earned it, if she expects it like it's her due. Mm. Someone like that doesn't deserve what we have. And Kayla says, I think what Tiff's trying to say is that you've been taking us for granted. You've been walking around with this expectation that we're going to roll over and accept your shit. And Lily, Lily loves you too much to do what really needs to be done. And then Candy says, Lily loves me. (gasps) She tried to kick me out of my own goddamned band. And Kayla says, no, she didn't. Mm. We voted you out. She's the one who gave you a second chance, which was really your third, fourth, fifth. Who the fuck knows? I've stopped counting. And then Lily, Lily says something to her, too, but then she leaves. And well, she says, yeah, did you ever mean to clean up your act? And then she goes to talk to the twins. Oh, my God. (gasps) No. And then Candy says, I thought you liked me dirty. Oh, my God, you're so right. (laughs) How did I forget that? Because that is the statement that launched a thousand ships. (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah. But now Seb is alone with Candy. And Candy's like, because at one point she turns to Seb and she says, Seb, help me talk some sense into these idiots. Literally calls all of them idiots. Mm -hmm. And it's rough. And so he's like, you were a disaster tonight. Terrible. I'm really worried about you. Like capital W worried about you. And she says, I'm fine. And but like there wasn't any conviction in her statement anymore. 
And then mm-hmm. she she says she says something about Tony, and he says this was Tony's show, and she's like, "Fuck Tony! I came out there and I sounded great." And then he lays into her, and he's like, "We cut your volume. It was." Tony playing out there and the fact that you didn't know it makes me wonder how much shit you've actually taken tonight mm-hmm. and she's just sitting there like high and drunk and being like what no it no it was me me I oh mm-hmm. it's and so she bad. accuses him yeah of getting her kicked out so that he On could purpose. bring his high school sweetheart into the band and this whole conversation is really Sebastian's like final wake up call of she needs help and I should have gotten her help a long fucking time ago. Yeah. I haven't been protecting her. I've been enabling her. Uh-huh. So they all go their separate ways and Sebastian goes to find Tony at her hotel because they need to talk. Yeah, they do. And they really do. I think. They have a talk about... <laughs> how insane it is that he and Lily both let Candy get away with so much. Yeah. When like, yes, she has a toxic, shitty, terrible family, but even with that, she has something to fall back on where everybody else in the band, this is it. Yeah. This is the, this is their opportunity. They don't like, and she asks him like, uh, why did you let her, like get away with so much and he says that she reminded him of him and tony's just flabbergasted by this so then we get a call from mo that's when we find out about her mom stuff yeah and and for the first time in forever he's like being a dad and like first time her a daughter ever ever like they have a whole conversation and he's like you got a gig tonight? And she's like, how the fuck did you know that? Yeah. And we find out that, yes, Mo's not a great dad. Mo's a pretty bad dad. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. he thought, he was like, I was just teaching you response. Like, we find out that he (sighs) cares in his weird Mo way. Yeah, he says, I keep tabs on my daughter. uh Probably don't think so, but. She's like, you made me work to feed myself yeah and he's like i was just teaching you responsibility which like what an old oh. school dad thing to do right like that is that's a fucking 1930s dad thing you that's made her- like we live in the great depression dad thing like mo come you on made her earn money for tampons mo like uh-huh there are necessities well, you he- could provide so he's like, didn't want you growing up thinking the world was just going to roll out the red carpet for you because you're a pretty brown skinned girl with some talent in her. And she's like, that's back. She doesn't say this, but in her head, she's like, that's backhanded as hell. But also like the most complimentary thing he's ever said. And she says to him, she's like, are you having a stroke or something? <laughs> and he's like, don't, don't sass, sass me, girl. Me. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I'm just having a hard time believing you're Maurice Rob. And he's like, she's like, that guy never had a nice word for me. Like, ever. And oh. he's like, well, he's an old bastard. But oh. he, you know, he looks out for his daughter in his own way. Oh, my God. To be clear, this does not excuse what Mo did. But it was nice seeing behind the curtain, you know, like, yeah, 
I mean, because like this is the same person who when she when she went to get Minx after their like conversation, when he finally handed the guitar over, he was like, well, you better get going because I can't just stand around talking all day. And she she she's been there for 15 minutes and they haven't seen each other for five years. <laughs> like, and she no. bought a Coke. Let her finish her drink, Let dude. Let her drink her fucking Coke. She's a customer. She's yes. a paying customer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. So then uh, they get off the phone and she realizes that he needs ice after yeah. punching Andre. But but before they can get ice, they're making out, and then guess what, my friends? It's fucking four hundred and seven <laughs> pages into this book. <laughs> it is fucking on TM. Thank God, said everyone. It was. It was hot. I. It was good. It was hot. like that's all I'm gonna say, and I'm, we're not gonna say anything else because hot. guess what. You have to go through the 400 incredible pages <laughs> that made this one of the, it was f- like, it's the weight was worth it. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Like, oh God. And then they are done and they do some post-coital cuddling mm-hmm. and she tells him, you made a mistake that makes, oh wait, 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 wait. This is the sweetest post-coital cuddling. Because he wrapped his arms around her and then she let herself have a few moments to bask in his warmth, Ah. the alluring scent of him, his quiet strength. And then he resumed his gentle exploration of her skin, her hair, touching her as if she were precious, fragile, whatever became of them, Tony would cherish this moment between them. Ah. Ah. Fucking a, goddamn, goddamn. It's so beautiful. Now, and it's then two weeks later, she's back in Philly. She's been learning everything she possibly can from Richie. She's bought in because Jordan mm-hmm. did send her a check for thirty five thousand dollars because of all and the didn't drama. take out any of her food or no. hotel. No. She just got a. Flat check for 35K, <laughs> which good. good. Nice work. Good, Jordan. That is the right move. And she's trying not to read about the lilies or hear about them or anything. And she and Seb have just been like texting about the weather and like good morning mm-hmm. and good night and stuff. But then ah, Seb is here. He's, of course he is. He has to be here. Oh He's my at god! The factory, whatever. Okay. Uh, he takes her into another then, room, and uh-huh. they go. She plays a little bit of piano, and it's really, really cute. Oh no, he does, right? He plays. He, he plays. plays. Yeah, very important. He's a pianist. Yeah. And then, but not really. He can play one song. Yeah. And he's and like, adorable. Well, just hypothetically, like, what would you do if the lilies, you know, made you an offer? She's like, mm-hmm. an offer? Like, Candy's the guitarist. And he's like, well, you know, hypothetically, if she wasn't, <laughs> mm-hmm. what would she do? <laughs> and turns out 
The lilies are there too. When she comes out of the room with Sebastian, she can hear them goofing off with Richie. Yeah. Oh, and then she does have like a heart to heart with Lily. Yeah. And so Lily's feelings for Candy were complicated. She knew that. And deep down, she'd suspected that too. But they were apparently deeper than perhaps any of the others knew, mm-hmm. judging by the way they treated Lily. Like she was the ice queen she pretended to be, maybe even needed to be, mm. for them. As if sensing Tony's ability to read her a little more than probably most, mm. Lily blinked down at her. She gave Tony a slow once-over as if seeing her for the first time before meeting her gaze. She smiled. It was small, tiny really, oh. but it was there. So this is when Tony realizes herself yeah because this is after a whole conversation with lily where lily's talking about how she gave candy the walking papers yeah and it sucked frankly it was awful it was awful there's no two ways around it but she's hoping mm -hmm. that candy will get help and now guess what friends it's official she's a lily well, it's so cute, though, because she's like, "I guys, I can't. Like, I just bought into this place. And Richie's like, mm-hmm. girl, what are you talking about? Yes, you can. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that, of course you can. You don't have to be here full time. And Sebastian's like, mm-hmm. and also, we're still planning on seeing if we can make this our recording home base. You know, mm-hmm. we still want to do that. And she's like, oh, interesting, interesting. And then... What? It, like they that whole conversation is beautiful and she's like, "Okay, I'm in." Yeah. And then Richie is the subtlest man in the world <laughs> because the lilies have gone to get food so she mm-hmm. can think about. Okay, so it's not a fish. She hasn't said yes, but like the lilies go to get food while she, you know, is thinking on it and it's just her, Sebastian and Richie <laughs> and they're like looking deep into each other's <laughs> eyes and like it's very clear that they're going to like smooch and be adorable and, be and lovey dovey and, and Richie's like I uh <clears throat> need to go mm, grab something something and just <laughs> runs out of the room <laughs> Richie is precious and he is a national treasure he's the best and then she's like so hypothetically if I did do this I would need a different contract that doesn't have a no fraternization clause, probably. And then she's mm-hmm. like, and oh, I don't know, you you might need to renegotiate your contract with a no fraternization clause. And I don't know, like without it. And he's like, oh, wow, you really think I'm worth it, you know, to do all that? And she's like, maybe. The eyebrow waggle is really what makes you describe that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't uh, even do it as, like, smooth as you did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great audio content. All right. So they do. They decide to be together. And it's beautiful and wonderful. And now it's the epilogue. Mm-hmm. And they're having their first public performance together of their new stuff as the lilies uh-huh of their new stuff at the electric unicorn oh. and elton not john is the cutest oh. most dramatic british bartender in america yeah, ever ever because they got a special curtain from a local theater that will drop in front of them from the oh. and he's like 
I, I kind of want to buy that. I think I'm, I'm going to buy, buy that. I like it. I like it for the stage. <laughs> I think it's got the right feel for the electric unicorn. And it's like, there's not even standing oh. room anymore. This place is packed. And he... Like, to the point where they're having to turn people away because the fire marshals otherwise are going to be like, uh, as if. <laughs> you're, you're closed now. Yeah. And so he tells him, like, to go around the back and go in the back entrance and there she like peeks out and she can see that in the in the audience Yvette <laughs> and Richie are sitting together. Novella. <sighs> Novella. And Richie has his arm like on the back of her chair. And she's like, wait a second, Richie and Yvette? And <laughs> Seb's like, oh my God. Yeah. I don't know how you missed this, but they've been climbing each other like trees all over the factory. <laughs> like people yeah. just Tiff, walk into rooms. Tiff straight up found, they're making out. Tiff ran into them making out in rooms. And all I could <laughs> yeah. think was, uh, she's lucky she ran into them making out in an ISO room because let me tell you, a lot more happens in ISO rooms than that. Yeah. ISO, if ISO rooms walls could talk. Like, oh, I don't know. Like a, like a, uh, finger bang and hand job that's real fucking hot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you caught that earlier, listener, but. No, you were really, really subtle hot. about it. So I'm glad you said it again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I richied. I richied. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Andre has fucked off. The other twin who actually gives a shit about music is taking over Why Am I? And he's delightful and adorable. And Daniel is just a ray of sunshine. And I cannot wait to see him in other books. But I'm wondering if how I interpreted this is correct. Because. The reason it took them two weeks is because in addition to giving Candy her walking papers, they obviously had a lot of renegotiating to do with YMI. And earlier in the book, we didn't tell you about this because it, it wasn't important like to be in the mix of the podcast. But earlier in the book, their primary contact was fired sort of for no reason. Yeah. And he told Seb to check out their contract and see... If there's a clause in there that says if your primary contract is a fired without clause. notice, yeah, a key a key contact clause, then you can get out of your contract, like no ifs, ands, or buts. And that sort of got dropped. But then there's this two-week period in which Lily is about to take over the fucking world. And now when Daniel gets mm -hmm. there, they're like, wow, it means a lot that you came here. We really appreciate the support of our label. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure they got out of their YMI contract completely and they've opened their own independent mm -hmm. label. Yeah. I oh, think that's what I did happened. Not, that's not how I read that. I would be very here. I'm excited to read the second book. It comes out in five days and bet that's yeah. going in my eye holes. I mean, yeah. So there is an adorable interaction where Seb walks up to Tiff and Tony and she's like Sebster and he's like Tiff Monster and Tony's like I want a cool name and Tony's like dude your name is Tony freaking Bennett it doesn't get much better than that yeah. like what and then the last two things that just gave me a lot of joy were she's playing she's still playing Minx because it's her girl yeah and Mo came to the show. Mo is standing out there. And Seb, like, realizes he's standing behind him and he, like, gets up and gives him his seat. And everybody <gasps> is crying now. I think. <laughs> I think that's what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. And 
The end. The end. Wait, I did find the quote. So Daniel comes and he says, I hope it's all right that I'm here. I don't mean to cause a distraction. Tony smiled. We really appreciate the support of our label. Then in italics, it says our label, period. And then in regular again, it says that still seemed like such a foreign concept. Daniel's smile returned. Good, good. I'm definitely here to support. Do you need anything? And like, they have their own label. They're not controlled by fucking anybody oh. anymore. Oh, that's a big inspire. Yeah. Okay, I see. I see. I see. Very I see exciting. it. I see it. I, okay. Okay. I'm in. I'm in. Very oh my exciting. god. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's Sabrina. The end. What's your lady love? Wow, my lady love is I have been talking about how beautiful it is to have a community up here where I live. Yeah. Right. This will have already happened by the time this episode comes out. Mm -hmm. But my lady love is that my best friends, all of them from where I used to live, are hosting my 30th birthday party. Mm -hmm. So I am going down to visit for like four nights. I'm taking a couple of days off work and I'm just Mm going to have a weekend hanging out with my community that even though we have lived hours and hours apart for the last six and a half years amazing are still my people and it just like just because i don't know just loving the people who love you with or without distance and my lady making that effort love (laughs) yeah yeah that's it okay my lady love and i might have to talk about it again after it happens but my lady love is be a just go wild and throw out there that you could have a grown-up lady sleepover with a lot of your friends if they were to fly to your town (laughs) (laughs) i'm so sad sabrina can't make it but she's doing something much more important during that time um but like three three gals are gonna come over and have a grown up lady sleepover with me while Michael and the kids are out of town, and I'm so excited about it. I'm planning crafts. <laughs> There's nothing better oh. than an adult sleepover. Yes, with wine and no bedtimes. Okay, and junk food and all of your favorite ice cream. And crafts <laughs> and like maybe some reading time and whatever else you want. Big snuggle piles on the couch. Listen, the world is oh. your oyster. Very excited about it. I don't it. know that big snuggle piles are going to be happening. No. Just thinking about the people who are coming. No, <laughs> but I'm saying it might be for listener, you know? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not not with the people who are coming. They're wonderful, but they're much so, less tactile than I am. Our group lady love, our pod lady love for this week oh, yeah. is love your community. Yeah. Make the effort and plan Distance some shit. Distance is bullshit and just you can make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just say, I love that you and I tend to be on the same wavelength like <laughs> most often with our lady loves it ends up being like a set like a same brain kind of situation yeah, yeah. <laughs> which it's i just think weird. is really cute me too okay keep okay. being a badass and love yourself as much as you love yvette 
and Elton not John and Richie yeah. and just and just rich side characters and ISO booth finger bangs yes. too. <laughs> ISO booth finger bangs. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, go read this book. Got it. Read was great. It. It's and so the second good. one is already going to be out by the time this episode comes out. Can you so... imagine, like, the inner monologue of somebody as blunt as Kayla? I'm so excited. <laughs> I is she who the next book's about? Yes. <gasps> I did not. We realize get to find that. out all about her academic parents. Oh, and yeah. who she loves more than food. Yes. Okay, you know what? Love yourself. Yeah. As much as you love a good fucking guacamole. Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's like it all around the universe and back again, I think. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm Californian. Avocados are in my blood. Oh, yeah. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> Heaving Bosoms is produced by us. Melody Carlisle and Sabrina Bradley. Editing is done by Melody Carlisle. Our theme music is by the incredible singer-songwriter Brittany Fonts, and our art is by ultra-talented author Kate Pryor. If you like our show, remember to follow us on your favorite podcast app, rate us five stars, leave a nice review, and of course, tell all your friends about us, even if they don't read romance. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at heavingbosomspodcast at gmail.com. If you want more of us, visit patreon.com slash heavingbosomspodcast. You can also find us on Instagram at heavingbosoms, on TikTok at heaving underscore bosoms, and in our Facebook group, the Heaving Bosoms Geriatric Friendship Cult. Head over to our website to sign up for our newsletter, get our Reading Embrace printable, and check out my audiobooks at heavingbosoms.com. All right, we'll be back next week with more Swoons and Snark. See you then. Oh, oh, oh.